guys, this is your host, Marina. And this is your host, Gabriella. And you're listening to... <sighs> Lemons to Lemonade. Welcome back to your favorite podcast. How are you, Gabriella Bandy? I'm tired. I know, you told me you had some stomach ache issues. Damn, why are you putting my <laughs> business you? out there? Like, yeah, she got diarrhea. <laughs> She just came out of the bathroom. It stinks over here. Yeah, we had to put a caution. Do not enter. Enter with caution. You know what? I'm just having some digestion problems, you know? It's all good. I woke up with some back pain. I've Ooh. been having headaches. We're getting old. I think that's what it is. I've been having headaches like every single day for the past week. I'm sorry. I know. Thank Drink you. Drink some Tylenol or something. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I've been taking, I've been drinking a lot of water. Well, it's because I haven't been drinking water, but I'm trying mm. to drink more water. That's pro- that's always like the main, one of the main reasons people get sick, right? It's like yeah. the lack of water. The lack of water. Because your body is made out of 75% water in case you didn't know. Actually, I don't know if that's wow, accurate. Oh, I can't. <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate. But, but yeah, so that's, that's my, that's my issue. I have a lot of headaches and I think I'm just getting old. Get yourself like a cute water bottle. That you can always have next to you. Yeah. I think that helps sometimes. I think I I, I can, I go with, with days like doing that and I, I'm doing really well, like at drinking water. Yeah. But then I'll forget about the, about the cute water bottle. <laughs> Did you find your pink water bottle? You told me you lost it. Which one? You said. Oh, the one, the there's one. this water bottle I have that it's from Target. A shout out to Target. Thanks for and, sponsoring us, Target. No, right? I'm just kidding. Do I not wish. shop at Target. <laughs> Um, why? Target is Because they're not dope. paying us. I know, but Target is Target everything. is cool, yeah. Like, you can just find so Anything. many good things. I think Target. when quarantine first started and all stores were closed, like, the fun thing to do is go to Target. It still is. If you go, if you go to Target, there's always a long line. Yeah. But have you been to Ikea, though? Yes. What is with people, like, just wanting to build stuff in their house? It's literally, it reminded me of the lines uh, like when you go like Disneyland or yes. Magic Mountain, they even have it set up the way that it is the way of uh, theme park rides. That's exactly what it is. I went last week, I think. Yeah. And I was when you first go into the line, you only see like one part of the line. Yeah. So you're like, oh, OK. I mean, it's still a long line, but you're like, I can do this. And then they're like, no, the line's back there. And you keep walking and it's like four other line stations but like, once damn. you get in it's not that bad like for me it was just i went earlier i waited in line and once i got in it wasn't that bad i went earlier too but i was oh. still in line for a good 20 minutes because i had to go all the way back and it was like after Disney they opened out here it was before they opened i got there like at 10 30 and they opened at 11 oh uh, you went a weekday a weekend huh yeah that's why there were so many people and then i I just felt so bad once it was like my turn to go in because then I saw people going to the back of the line. I was like, damn, Losers. I know how it feels, bro. I know how it feels. And then you go in and you can't find what you're trying to buy. And it's like, well, I did not wait in line for no reason. I'm just going to buy anything, I guess, at this point. I think like Ikea is just so overwhelming because there's yeah. so many things. And then especially I think the overwhelming part is their showroom because you're like, what do I need from here? You know what I mean? Because yeah. like. It doesn't look like your house, but then you still, it's cute. So you're like, I want it. I but, want this. I want that. But, but how do I put it into my life? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. 
So Ikea. Back to my water bottle. We were talking about my water bottle. We went on a whole rant about <laughs> Ikea. My water bottle is like, I don't know. It's just good. It just keeps your water really cold. So yeah. with our park workouts, I was using the water bottle and I just I had it. the best idea. What was your idea? AVO water bottles. <gasps> Mind blown. <laughs> Wow. AVO water bottle. I'm going to have to give you a check for, for that idea, you know? Thank you. I would like a yeah, 60% founder's fee cut. or something, yeah. <laughs> no, but I think that'd be cool. You can have it. I like the ones where it's like, it tells you the time. I downloaded this app on my phone. It like reminds me every hour to drink water. Okay. I used it the first day and then after that, I kind of like now disregard the... <laughs> oh, okay. So it, it doesn't work, It doesn't basically. work. No, but I mean, for someone else, it might. But yeah. Anyways... Today's episode has been highly requested because we got so many entrepreneurs, listeners, and I think that it's really cool. That's something that I really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're going to be talking about how to start a business. I I think like that's one of my main questions, like through my DMs. Yeah. Whether, um, you know, that business is being an influencer or just doing a whole other situation like a restaurant or like you know what i mean or creating a brand so i think overall all businesses kind of have um these staple things that you have to do and you have to know in order to be on the the right track um because when you start as a small business it's really easy for you to like fall down and fail fail or get discouraged yeah yeah so i think like there are main things that you have to do prior to coming up with your business or launching your business to ensure that you know yeah you don't you don't end up coming up um you don't end up with like huge mistakes that could cost you your entire business yeah so Basically, in today's episode, uh, if you guys did not know, Gabriella is a huge business owner. She oh my owns God. more than one I business. I can't with you. <laughs> she owns more than one business. So we are going to ask her all the questions so we do not make the mistakes that she made. So with Damn, that being... I'm still making them, <laughs> let me tell you. I make mistakes all the time. Okay, so what is your uh, main business right now? Well, I would say I have two main business and okay. one is my app and the other is my activewear line, Avio Active. How long have you had uh, each for? I've had the Avio Active for less than a year. It's been maybe like nine, ten months. Okay. Woo! And then, yeah, we're going to be on our first year mark very soon. That's exciting. <laughs> and then my app has been out for about three years, I think. Okay. Three or four years. And you said you consider Gabriella Bandy, the influencer, as its own a business. Brand. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Right. Even though it's not a, it's not an, uh, not like a Selling establishment, yeah. you know, it's not a store. It is still a business. Like I treat my social media content as a business, as my job. So for people who are confused on how how are you a business how's gabriella india a business can you explain that <laughs> why do you say it was such <laughs> because i feel like people who, people who would ask that question would ask it like that okay so um okay so being an influencer is almost like having a business because you are still 
there's going to be a few things that I'm going to talk about that we're going to compare to being an influencer. Yeah. So just like a business would uh, make sure they research their audience, they research like who their customer is, who is going to be buying this product. Yeah. When you first start, you want to know who are those people that are going to buy your thing. So whether let's say you're making, I don't know, like, dog shoes like you know that your customer is probably going to be the type of person that spends money on their dog not yeah. many people buy dog shoes right like That's true. you have to be like a big dog lover you spend money on your dog what what does that person look like what do they do every day what are their you know yeah. their hobbies so same way that you would do that for a business you would do it for being an influencer um you kind of think about like the content you make and how can I make it to where my audience really loves it. So yeah. sometimes people have more guy followers. They have a lot of male followers. So maybe they are creating content that is more desirable for them. Or maybe you have a lot of uh, young girls and they like to see specific type of makeup or specific trends. So same way that you would do that, you do it with being an influencer. And then on top of that, you do everything else like a business. You do taxes yeah. separately. You are basically, think about it as like an advertising company. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you're, so you're like in... you are, let's say, take away the name, right? Let's say, let's take away Gabriela Bandy and call it Bandy Marketing or whatever the hell. Yeah. And so the, it's like if I had a website and... I got paid on a website uh, to promote something. Or yeah. if I was a channel and I got paid to promote something on TV. Same thing, but instead it's on social media, on Instagram yeah. or TikTok or YouTube or whatever. And so a brand will come and they will say, you know, I want to promote this. Like, how much would you charge, you know, charge for, to do this? Yeah. So, and so it's... It's just like having a business. And I think many people aspire to be influencers and other people aspire to have a different type of business. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. The I guess the first idea, and I think that's what most people would struggle with, is coming up with the idea of the business. Mm -hmm. uh, so with that being said, when it came to AVO, when it came to WBG workouts, how did the idea became? How did that come about? Well, I think everything kind of takes time in your kind of like your journey of life, right? Some people from, you know, they just like, no, I really want to create a skincare line because yeah. they just know it down in their heart and they love skincare and they just dream of it. Yeah. And some people kind of think about what makes sense for them. They're like, well, I'm not very creative, but I'm I'm skilled in this area. Yeah. Like I know about skincare or, you know, I know about the market in appliances or whatever it may be. Yeah. And so depending on where you're at, that's where you're going to go. If you are, if you really dream about something because you love it and you're passionate about, then you may need to acquire some skills in order to be successful in that field. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you don't necessarily need crazy skills, but you need some type of knowledge and you need to know like the market and who are your competitors and what are they doing um, and if you're skilled, then you probably need to learn the creative side. How can I take the skill and like show the world? Yeah. How can I attract people to want to pay me for yeah. my service or buy my product? So I think that's where you kind of have to start of like, okay, what am I going to do? So I'll use Marina as the example because 
She's been on my because Marina and I, yeah, Marina and I are in different situations, right? Yeah. She's also younger than than myself, so I think like she's plenty of time. Like at twenty three, I probably was just launching my app, so yeah, you are fine. Um, also, I don't think there's an age to do anything. Like I feel like you could be forty and start a business and absolutely kill it. You yeah, know? I I wanted to touch on that real quick just because I feel like in this point of my life, so I've graduated college, I've done everything that they tell you to do, and here I am in the middle of pandemic, unemployed, trying to figure out what I want to do, my backup plan, my A plan, B plan, C, D, all that. And um, there's so many times where we talk and I'm like, oh, my God, I feel like time is flying. I feel like I'm not doing anything. And sometimes you just have to sit back and realize that everyone is on their own path. Gabby launched her app at 23. Maybe I will, I don't know, launch my business at 55. You know what I'm saying? Everyone's on their own path. Everyone has their own journey. So Mm -hmm. don't compare yourself to somebody else but aspire and be inspired by someone else's journey to help you reach your goal so i think that's a big thing that personally i'm struggling with and i think a lot of people in a time like this are probably going through that so from this episode what we're trying to tell you isn't oh my god if you don't have your business by 23 26 in your 20s specific age exactly you you suck you you're not going to be able to do it later when in fact a lot of the people who we aspire to be a lot of the millionaires billionaires a lot of the successful people when they were in their 20s they were still trying to figure it out it wasn't when they reached their 30s or whatever so do not compare yourself to other people instead learn from them be inspired from them and just see how you can implement that in your journey yeah, and I think it's a good thing you brought that up, too, because um, I think it's because of social media and because there are many young people yeah. who are rich. Um, and a lot of them are rich because, I don't know, they gain like crazy fame on yeah. TikTok or Instagram or YouTube and those are special cases like yeah. not everybody is a viral sensation like exactly there is no way to come up with viral content like most of the time the people that go viral it's just because of who they are and and they're likable and it's great that it happens but it's not something to that we are able to compare to. It's like winning the lotto. It's yeah. like, you know what I mean? You're not going to like be like, okay, well, if I win the lotto, at the, you know, because yeah. what are the chances? So yeah. if it happens, it's great, but you can't you can't really grasp your life into like, wow, there's an 18-year-old that makes so much more money than I do because yeah. there are two entirely different situations. Um, also, I wanted to say, to add on that, is when you see that 18-year-old making so much money, when you see that 26-year-old buying her house and, you know, being a millionaire, when you see these people on social media making all this money, I think it's very easy, coming from a person who is not an influencer, to just be like, oh my God, they have it so easy. They don't work hard. Like they literally, they have the easiest job. Like what is their job? What is their brand? Like what do they do? It's nothing. But I, from hanging out with Gabby and from seeing her day-to-day life, bro, it's so freaking 
busy like she's jumping from one place to the other she's doing this doing that so these people they have a responsibility at an age uh, at the age of 18 that most people at the age of 18 don't have like going mm. to meetings making business plans making doing this and doing that even though seeing a tiktok dancer being a millionaire looks like oh my god she does nothing other than dance like there's so much that goes behind the scenes that the reason why she is successful is because of the amount of work she's putting in at the age of 18. Of course. So, when I, Like, most of the time, let's say I'll compare it to, like, Charlie D'Amelio, right? Like, people at 15, I don't know, we were eating shit. And, <laughs> of course, we didn't have TikTok back then, but we're not going to deny that the girl is talented. She's yeah. a good dancer, and yeah. she's pretty. And so you put that combination with her being smart enough and i feel like people don't give her credit because people are like why is charlie d'amelio on um football commercial or something like that it's yeah. because she took the initiative to start using an app that was not popular yeah. and she single-handedly made tiktok famous and made it into like a dance app yeah like everyone that knows this like everyone that knows about tiktok is like yes tiktok existed it used to be musically some people were famous out of musically for the videos that they were making and then tiktok bought musically and created into a whole new app but once tiktok started it wasn't like a dance thing and she basically took the app and was like you know what i'm gonna post stuff that i like to do which yeah. is dance and it wasn't until now that TikTok is the wave that people are now trying to go on TikTok and become TikTok famous. Yeah. But usually the first people that take that initiative to start are the ones that pop off because they they're like literally the reason why it became popular. Yeah. And I mean, from this episode, we're not here trying to tell everybody go dance on TikTok or go become an influencer. If this is not something you're trying to be, this is we're just trying to help you. If you want to start a business, if you want to be in charge of your own life, in charge of your own income, calling the shots, which is everyone's dream for the most part, we're going to tell you the steps on how to get started. Yeah. So but basically, I think this this part of the conversation is is mainly just to uh, let you know that your journey is going to be different exactly. than everyone else's. We're all in our own unique journey. So I'll speak on my own personal experience as being an influencer that doesn't have a million followers um, or being somebody that has a business that is self-funded living in LA where there are tons of other brands who that are way bigger than me or made by influencers that have way more money than me. So it's easy for me in my position with two businesses to compare the success of my business or the success of my career with someone else's because it's something that I know, like, wow, why am I not doing as much? Yeah. Like, why am I not receiving as many views or as many this? And at the end of the day, it's because that person is that person and I am me. Mm -hmm. So whatever opportunities I get, like, and whatever I don't get at the end of the day, it's my life. Exactly. And it's the way that things are supposed to be for me. So when you start your business, you want to go ahead and like come in with that mindset of I, like, don't compare your business with anyone else's and don't compare your success with anyone else's because that is the biggest downfall. And I'll tell you that. When I first launched AVO, there was a good two to three months that I went through a rut because I realized how much harder this was going to be, even though I imagined that building this business was going to be hard. I think going into it, 
and just kind of living through the hardships, I was like, damn, like this is really hard. Yeah. And this is going to take a lot of time for me to get it up there. And ABO is not like a million dollar business. Like we don't, we're not making huge profits. And I really do not care to like tell the world because it is such a small business that I started on my own and that I invested on my own that whatever time it takes to be bigger, I know that it's going to be worth it. And at the end of the day, the goal is not just to make money, but it's to like create a legacy and to create a really good brand. So when you want to start your brand, whatever it is, just make sure that you have a really clear goal of what you want your brand to be. Because many times I meet people that they're like, oh, I want to start this or I want to start that. And I'm like, okay. And it may be, sound like a really random idea that yeah. has nothing, nothing to do with the person or nothing to do with like what they're talented in. That being said, doesn't mean that they can't do it, but when you ask them like, okay, why are you starting this? That answer I think tells a lot about the success of that business because some people want to start something because they're like, well, I just want to make money, which is great. Mm -hmm. But that is not enough to keep you motivated to create a really good business. And you know why the reason is that is because you will not make money right away. It's going to take years. And yes, you made that right. It may take you may be uh, one of the few brands that is able to make a lot of money. Yeah. You know, there are those cases, but usually it takes a business some time, um, not only to like find your groove, but to find better providers for your product or I don't know, better ways to show your service, whatever the business is. Yeah. Um, it usually takes some time to build that clientele and the audience and that customer base and just to learn about who your customer is. Um, so I think like at least like knowing, okay, what is this for? Mm-hmm. What is my clear goal? You may have a goal of like, okay, I want to make money, but I'm genuinely passionate about this as well. Yeah. Like I genuinely really love making food. So I want to create a restaurant. And I think when those two things tie in together, then it's perfect because you're passionate enough and you love something enough to continue working at it, even when it gets really tough, because it will get really tough. And if your only reason of doing it is to make money, it's really easy for you to be like, you know what? Let me just try something else. Yeah. Because there's no passion. There's yeah. no desire. There's no clear goal of why you're doing this. Um, as opposed to really loving something and be like, you know what? Yeah. I'm having a hard year, but I really believe in this and I'm going to stick it through. A lot. I read a statistic before that said more than 50% of businesses that fail fail before their five-year mark because they give up too early yeah and and that's or true. i'm sure i'm sure there's also other reasons like um i think aside from having a clear goal and um understanding who your customer is yeah because i think that's really important just understanding who you're going to sell this to exactly because a lot of people will start a business and then create content for a whole different audience. Mm. So it's like that doesn't make sense. Like if you were selling jewelry, you're not going to be making cooking videos, right? Because then you're what? Like that makes no sense. Exactly. So you have to understand who your customer is and you have to be on social media. Like that's really period. 
there's no there's no around it yeah you know if you're not on social media as a business you don't exist exactly i'll give you an example yesterday i really wanted to eat at this new restaurant i've seen it because it's right down the block and and I know it's a Peruvian restaurant because I I've seen that it's a Peruvian oh, that restaurant. One? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were on our way home, and we were like, oh, let's order from there, you know, and let's order it now. So then once we get home, we can just pick it up and eat. And I'm trying to Google it, trying to find this Peruvian restaurant, like Peruvian restaurant near I put the zip code, nothing. I would find every other restaurant except that one. I'm like, what the hell? Like I can't find this restaurant, and. He's like, my, my boyfriend was like, oh, we could just drive by it. But by the time we were going to drive by it, I already found another one that looked good. Mm. And so we ended up going to another one that was even farther than my house. But we went to it because we were e- easily able to look at the menu online, look at the pictures and call, order, pick it up. So what's the big mistake that that restaurant's doing? They're, They're not, on, not the on the Internet. They're, They're not, not on even the, on yeah. Google. Like, come on. That is the that is the number one thing. You need to have your yeah. customer needs to be able to find you easily. And the fact that I can't go online and look for you is yeah. already like I don't I don't have time to drive to you. Yeah. I want to see things online on my phone. Not everyone knows how to market. Not everyone took market classes. So a quick tip that I want to just shout out, I guess, um, on TikTok. I saw that um, Google is doing these free marketing courses. Mm hmm. Uh, so it's a 48 hour course, but you can do on your own time. It literally teaches you all the terms, how to navigate Google, how to navigate marketing on the internet. So if you are starting a business and you're like, I don't know how to market it. I don't know how to get an audience. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to put it on the internet. Um, go Google market classes on Google for free and I'm sure it will show up and you can start learning on your own pace how to market. And there you go. No excuses. Literally, no excuses. Yeah. You can literally learn for free it's on like the internet. It's like learn or if you have the money, hire someone to do it. Exactly. You. Exactly. But you you have to you have to be on social media and you have to be specifically on Google so that people are able to find you because when people want to find something, whether it's a product or a service, they're going to Google it. Uh-huh. And you need to be on that front page. Otherwise, someone, someone else, else is going to get, get that business. And I think like the easiest way right now to create a business and to just get an audience is social media. Yeah. Because that is where most people are at. Yeah. People are spending most of their days on social media. Exactly. And so that is where every business needs to be. Whether you're a law firm or a fucking newspaper delivery. I don't care. Well, you're yeah. probably dead now if you're a newspaper <laughs> delivery. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. whatever business you have, it doesn't matter if it's not like beauty, fitness, whatever related. It has to be on. You can still find a way. Like, the other day I was on TikTok and I saw this lady that she came up on my For You page. And she was talking about credit tips. And we were just talking about credit yeah. the other day. And I was like, damn, let me follow her because I actually need some credit tips. And she's like probably one of the only people I've seen out here talking about credit. Yeah. So it didn't have to be anything like that was TikTok fun. It wasn't a dance. It wasn't like something cute, but it was something that I'm sure she thought like there's a lot of young people on this app. I'm sure a lot of them are trying to build something out of themselves. Let me talk about credit. Yeah. And it's something she's in. Yeah. And now she's getting followers for it. 
And uh, I also want to mention this. Another tip that I would like to give out there is TikTok again. There is, if you look up on the search, like small business tips or whatever, there's so many businesses, small businesses owner that tell you, this is where I get my poly mailers. This is Mm -hmm. how I use Shopify. This is how I do this. This is how I do that. For the normal person who doesn't know or doesn't even know what to Google, what to search to learn, this is a really good platform and a really good search engine for you to utilize. Or YouTube. Or YouTube, YouTube as well. Exactly. There's tons of info on YouTube as well. Um, you really can find anything online. Let me ask you this. How did you learn all the things you know now about the business? Like the, the internet. The internet. Exactly, you guys. The you internet. Go. How did I learn to be an influencer? The internet. I didn't really know what the fuck I was doing. I was just like, I'm going to post. Do you think that I reached out to a million people and were like, hey, how can I be an influencer? No. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to do my homework and I'm going to find influencers that I like and I'm going to see what they post and then I'm going to somehow try to find a way for me to create similar content but that still fits to who I am yeah. and what I'm trying to do. And over the years, I've learned so much. I've gotten opportunities and then I've learned. Now I'm in a position where I get all the ins and outs of being an influencer. I get access to apps before they're even developed. Like that's because I've done a lot of my homework and I'm in a different position now. But in the beginning, I didn't know what I was doing, but I was like, I want to do it. So I'm going to just start it and I'll learn on the way. Same thing for my activewear. I didn't, I had no idea how I was going to design and create an activewear line. So I hired someone that knew how to do it. And that could teach teach me. And I was like, I didn't want to just hire someone and let them take care of it. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be there because I wanted to learn the process. How does it work? When you're in business doing activewear or any type of clothing, even the terms that people use are different. Yeah. There are certain things that they would tell me that I would be like, what does that mean? Yeah. I, I don't know. And I would Google it. Or I would ask my consultant, I'd be like, what does this mean? And I would feel so dumb. Like sometimes I had so many dumb questions for her. I was like, hey, I have a really dumb question because I just knew this was probably dumb. Yeah. And she was like, there's no question that's dumb. Like, I'm here to you're help. Learning. This is you're why learning. you're paying me. Yeah. That I would always feel so dumb about it because I'm like, how do I not even know what this term means? And then she would explain to me, oh, this means that. Oh, OK, cool. Now I learned. Now you know. Now I'm like learning another term or learning another thing or moving on to a different fabric or moving on to a different type of cut. So you either hire or you do your research. Exactly. And on and like we've been saying on the Internet, everything is available. You can get everything if you just take time. Of course, it's not going to be the first article you read. Like it's going to take some time. Yeah. You know, the, the biggest thing that I get is like many people reach out to me for my resources and they'll just ask me, like, how do you where do you get this done? Where do you get that done? And I believe in sharing it like you can share your resources with people and it won't deter from your business. Yeah. But there's a difference within sharing like a piece of information because there's enough for everyone. And there's also a difference in just like giving away your contacts. Exactly. So I think like a big tip I'll give to many people that are starting a business is like just do your research. Yeah. There like is, if you don't know, Google it. Yeah. There's call. a saying it's I could give you a hundred thousand dollars or teach you how to make a hundred thousand dollars. So you just wanting the contacts, you just wanting, oh wait, just give me all the information so I can do it. 
will literally deter you from learning the process of finding a place, uh, making the mistake, or how to contact them, what to say, what to do. So there's so much that research teaches you that if someone were to just give you the name of a company to get your fabric from, you would not learn yeah, if you, you would have not done your like, research. Like, what are you going to ask? What are you going to call the fabric? Do you know what exactly to ask for? Do you know how, how much, much you're going to need? Exactly. Do you know where you're going to... You know what I mean? Like, there's so much more to it. So I think, like you said, just taking the time to be like, okay, this is my business. This is my responsibility. I'm sure everyone yeah. else with the business took their time to learn their stuff. So there are certain things that I feel like are easy to share. Like... Like Uline or like yeah. websites like that, you know, those are things that are easy for anyone to share with each other. But then there's other certain things that, you know, they're the secrets of your business. Yeah. Like maybe the fabric you're using is your secret, maybe, and which is for me. Yeah. So how could I possibly give that away? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think on top of that, too, is just having a plan of what you're what you're going to do. And, and also, I think a lot of people misunderstand that part that creating a business is not something you create overnight. It's not something that you release in a month. It's not something you release in a week. It literally sometimes takes up to a year from starting to mm-hmm. the release, from the beginning of the idea to the release. Freaking this podcast took us almost a six, seven months to from the moment we started talking about it to the moment of the release. Gabby's newest launch, the tie-dye crewnecks. I've witnessed it since Literally it was just started an from idea. quarantine. Exactly. From the beginning of quarantine till now, four months. It's probably months. like, yeah. So these things aren't like, oh, I want a tie-dye shirt. Easy. There you go. In a week, I'm releasing. No, it's, there's the picture, the wording, the samples. I don't like this. I, learned, I, like, I saw the whole process. And people really do not, I feel like most people do not understand the part where it's not an overnight process. It's not a week process. It's not a month process. It really, a successful business takes time. And that yeah. is the secret. And honestly, we're, I also like don't want people to listen to the podcast and be discouraged because yeah. they're going to be like, wow, that sounds like a lot. I think the reason we're just expressing this is to make sure that you have an idea of what's going to, you know, like yeah. how things are going to go. And so that you understand that you're going to have to do a lot of work. And I don't think it's a bad thing. Like, I love having a business. I love, you know, releasing a new collection, even though it took a lot of work. I absolutely love launching it and like showing the world what I did. Yeah. So I think the rewards are endless. uh, But I do believe that there there's a right way to do business. And if you want to do your business the right way and you want to release a good product or you want to release a good service or content or whatever it is, um, you want to plan it out well and you want to execute it well so yeah. that customers love it and they buy from you again or they watch your video again. You yeah. know, even when it's from being an influencer, you try not to be a perfectionist on on anything because the internet is fast so you want to like release and go move on to the next thing yeah so same thing with content you want to put out a content and move on to the next thing but of course every content you put out you want it to have a goal like who do you want to attract with this video like who do you want it to see um 
Like, what is the reaction you're trying to get? Do you want people to comment on it? Do you want people to follow you? So all those things, you want to keep them in mind before you create a video so that you can create a really good piece of content that is intentional, you yeah. know? And that intention is going to give you rewards. And yeah. that's really how a business needs to be ran. Like, there has to be an intention. Like, I'm going to release a shirt. What's the intention in the shirt? I really want the shirt to be soft and fit really nice. So I'm going to have to ensure that this, this shirt is really soft and fits really nice. And then when people get it, it's going to fit really soft yeah. and really nice. And yeah. then they're going to want to buy more. And that is how, how you continue. You want to you wanna find your customer, find out who they are, then sell them your product, and then get them to come back. You don't want them to buy from you once and leave. Exactly. Because for a business to be successful, you need to sell a lot of products. Yeah. So you want them to come back. So you want the experience. Um, and I think this is another part of just like planning your business is you want the experience for that customer to be good. So if you're an influencer and you have a YouTube channel, you want your you're going to have your ideal follower, right? Yeah. Like, OK, I want girls to follow me. I want girls from 18 to 24. So what are girls 18 to 24 into? And so then you're going to make your list of ideas yeah. of videos that you're going to make. And if they're, let's say, you like fashion, they're going to be related to fashion. Um, and you're going to say, what is the experience I want them to get? And so you're going to think about, like, the videos. And if you want to make it a storyline or what, you want them to have, like, that nice experience. Same way when you're selling a product. Um, you know, the experience from when they first go into your website. How does your website look? Exactly. You know, is it easy for me to just add something into the cart and buy? Or is there like a ton of different steps I have to take? Mm -hmm. um, how fast is am I going to get my stuff shipped? People want their stuff shipped right really away. fast. Yeah. So that's why like we ship every single day. Yeah. I take things to the post office because people want their stuff fast. And then when they get it fast, they're always like, oh, my God, I already got it. And they're so happy about it. And so yeah. they just know, like, if I order from ABO, I'm going to get my stuff really right quick. away. Yeah. And that's a good experience from then. OK, what when they get their package and they're opening their package, how is it? Is it a good experience? Is there something nice in there? Is there a personal touch, a personal note? Or like something for free. Maybe they got like a cute little sticker. something, a sticker or whatever, you yeah. know. All of that is all about the experience of the customer. So you want to plan that out with your with your business plan from monetary plan of how much money this is going to cost me. How am I going to be able to afford it? Because when you start a business, you need to have enough money to produce whatever you're producing. Yeah. And then have money to pay your bills every month yeah and then of course you want to have some more for like your next thing right next drop yeah so i think that's the hardest part of creating a business is like the finances mm -hmm. and i will say i'm not i'm not an expert when it comes to finances i do my best and i i've had to for avo i've had to kind of redirect our the way that we're doing things or how fast we're doing things for money purposes. Yeah. So sometimes I'm like, okay, we can't release a whole summer collection, but we can release like two outfits yeah. or t one color, you know? And so I kind of like look at our, our money Pivot and, your, yeah. and yeah. we figure it out and we go smaller than most companies. And that's fine. Cause 
even with the things, the only things we release, we're going to sell them. And that's what we want. And then we're going to be able to create more. Mm-hmm. So you'll start learning your your finances little by little. Um, I would definitely recommend if you're doing like a business where it's tangible goods, I would recommend taking a finance course yeah. and an accounting course because taking care of your finances and your accounting is a lot of work. It's a secret to success, yeah. You- that is where it all comes down to, yeah. you know, like managing your money well. Um, at the end of the, you know, making sure your taxes are getting paid quarterly. At the end of the year, you got everything paid for. If you have employees, you know, I'm sure people will hire their accountant for that. Yeah. But you still, as a business owner, want to understand where your money's going and yeah. how you're managing it and how you're using it. Um, and then there's other courses like, you know, uh, like maybe like you could take a course on uh, on building a small business. There's tons of courses on online. There's, there's tons of courses online that you can take. There's universities that offer it. Um, so you can understand, you know, how to successfully create a business plan. Yeah. And how to market your product and how to sell it. Right. So- and there's a lot of stuff on YouTube. I feel like YouTube is the biggest engine search aside from google and well it's owned by the same people but regardless uh yeah i mean you don't have to spend money into that if you don't have the money yet but just to start you can always go on youtube right how do i create a business plan uh how do i create a finance plan how do i do this how do i do that and there is for sure somebody who made a video about that. Yeah, and that's basically going to be part of their development process. Yeah. So, you know, let's say that you're launching something and you want to launch it by next year. So right now you would be doing those things. You would be taking a few courses. You don't need to know like amount, crazy amounts of things. It depends on what area you're in. Yeah. But if you're selling tangible goods like anything, you know, then you want to at least have an idea because when it comes to selling products, there's more than just like the profit. Yeah. There's more than saying, oh, this cost me this much and I want to sell it for that much because there's more costs that come to it. You know, there's the cost of ads online or email marketing. There's the cost of inventory, the cost of shipping, like all of those things, there's a ton more costs. So you want to make sure that you understand how to um, create goals for your business so that you're making profit, you're covering the expenses you have. And then on top of that, you're making money. Um, And I think like starting with a plan of like, okay, I'm going to do this like this, plan things out before you even release it to the world then you're on the right track, yeah, you know? Yeah, Um, A quick question, because I feel like it's one of the biggest part of having a business, is mm-hmm. the business name. Knowing personally how hard it is to come up with a name for anything or just having that idea that, like, wow, this is a good name. Yeah. How did you come up with AVO? Okay, well, that's basically going to be another part of the development process right so um i think i think primarily it kind of comes with everything else i've been saying yeah with who's gonna be your customer what are you going to be selling you know all those things 
because you want the name to make sense. Yeah. I'm not going to call it, you know, like a random hot dog company and I'm selling burgers. You know what I mean? Like, it has to make sense, right? And then on top of that, do, do you want... Do you want the business to grow at what scale? Yeah. You know, because there are people who can create a business. Let's say a beauty salon. My sister has a beauty salon and it's called Michelle's Brow and Beauty. And it's a salon in Miramar. And it's basically just her and she offers different beauty uh, services but it makes sense because it's her and it's like a small business that it's that it's like to the point. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm Michelle and I do brows and, and beauty. <laughs> and so it makes super sense, you know? Yeah. But let's say that you're trying to build something that, and you see it going huge on scale. And yeah. you're like, I'm trying to make this like stand on its own without my name attached to it. And I want it to be, I don't know, classy. Or if you, I want it to be like if you're into cars or whatever. I want it to be like a hardcore name that guys like. I don't know. Like yeah. you have to kind of think about that, right? So for AVO, I wanted it to be a name that stands on its own. And that wasn't so related to my name. Yeah. And the way that I came up with it, it took me forever. I think it took me like a whole month to find the name. But I basically was just looking at other brand names in the activewear industry. So like Nike, Adidas, Puma, Lululemon, Alo Yoga, like all those people, I would basically research their name and what they mean and how they came up about it. And if you Google, like you literally find every single one and what do they mean? Yeah. So like Nike means like a queen of victory or something like that. And for them, it, like, made sense. Also, you, I learned that, like, Nike had a, a specific logo in the beginning, and then mm-hmm. they changed, and then they changed again. They, they changed. So, like, a lot of these huge companies that you see, the logos they the have usually started, like, somewhere else, yeah. and then they changed it over time. Yeah. So, also, you don't have to, like, get stuck with, like, oh, my God, my name needs to be perfect. You have to like it, of course, but it doesn't mean that this is going to be, like, the end of you, you know? Like, yeah. You can change it. Uh, but I basically came up with AVO because I was just, like, looking at different wording. I like the idea of Nike because they, their, wor- their name actually means something, you mm-hmm. know? And I feel like Victory is such a great name for a brand. Yeah. So I started looking into, like, Greek words and, like, just different words, like Latin and then I was like, well, I'm, La- I'm I'm Hispanic. And so I wanted it to be like along those lines. Yeah. So I found uh, Morvin C. Omnia, which is a really popular phrase that means love conquers all in Latin. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. But I didn't want to name it Morvin C. Omnia because it's yeah. so long. And then I was just like, oh, what if I take AVO? And then from there, I was like. It's cool because it also sounds like avocado. And I really love avocados. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm sure some people are going to be like Avo. Some people are going to say Avo. And I was like, I think it would be cute because then I let people just kind of like say it how they want. Yeah. And then it just stuck. And I kept it. And, and then we cute. added active just so for our Instagram because Avo wasn't available. Yeah. And so now we do Avo, Avo active for everything. But it's really just Avo. Avo yeah. Um, 
And I really love it. Yeah. I think yeah. it's like stuck. Like in the beginning, I was like, eh, because it's, it's something new. So yeah. at first you're like, I don't know. But with time and then you hear people say it, then you're like, oh, I, I like, like it. it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think I think the first time I heard it, I was like, I was like, I I like the message behind it. I think yeah. more than just the three letters, there is a message behind it, and I can't wait till the brand gets so big and people have to hear back this episode this story, to know right? what the, like, to know the meaning behind it. Up? Oh, it sounds like avocado. <laughs> well, there are some brands that their name has nothing to do with whatever you know. Yeah, yeah. I really love like Chase logo. I too. That was another one I researched. Um, and like the colors of the logo too, like Spotify, they do black yeah. and green. Right. So all of those things, like you search them up and you're like, what do the colors mean? And yeah. Like if you do see anything Spotify, it's always going to have green. green in it. It's yeah. never going to be another color. Yeah. And there's also like, I read somewhere, uh, there's psychology behind it. Like each color makes you feel a certain way. So that's why certain brands pick certain colors yeah so like we've been saying research 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 before you release anything there's just so much knowledge and so much that goes behind it that maybe you want your you know your audience to get a certain feel from your brand and you know you want the color red but you realize the color red makes people angry so you're like maybe i'll stay away from the red and instead choose yellow or green so do your research there's so much little things that can literally differentiate you from yeah. other brands even though there's many million sportswear brands but each brand has its own message it has its own feel to it and that is what differentiates and they have it from each own, other it, they have its own branding which i think branding is the most important part of any brand and any company because i will say like when i started i don't think i really understood that much of this uh, but I think I learned a lot with my app. And if, if you see my app, like everything is pink and very yeah. like girly. And that was the vibe we were going for the app. We wanted it to be like for girls. Yeah. And for young girls, you know. And so all of the branding for AVO is like that. I mean, for all of the branding for WBG is like that. And so when I created AVO, I had to think about one, the scale of what I wanted AVO to be one day what brands I wanted to compare myself with. Mm -hmm. That was a really big thing is like, also, how am I going to price my products? Right. Yeah. Because a lot of people are like in the beginning, like a lot of people were saying like, oh, that's so expensive, even though it's not expensive. Yeah. Um, we're really in the range of any other activewear brand, but it was because it was a small business that people were like, why are you so expensive? How come these pants are in 1099? Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> I don't know what they expected, but it was because of the scale I was trying to be. And I, I also had to think about like, what brands do I want to be compared with? Yeah. And I want it to be compared to bigger known brands that everyone knows you have to spend money for. And just to touch on that, I can't come here and be like, I want to be compared to Nike, but buy material that, that is costs like you $2 that you wash tree. once and, and change it. So that's also something that you have to keep in mind. If you want your brand to, com to be compared to a, a well-known luxury or, you know, mid-luxury brand, 
you want your material, you want your whole experience to feel like that and right. not get a, a FedEx package with just things thrown in it and you open it and you wash it once and the color is fading and the things coming apart, stitching is coming apart. So that's also huge um, because at the end and of the day... And there's a market for everyone. Like if you're trying to, to sell to people in a more affordable price and you want, I don't know, you want your customer to be like, in eight sixteen to twenty five, yeah, and you want it to be like really affordable clothes. Like, there's a brand for that. Yeah, you know, Fashion Nova is there. Pretty little thing, all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, there's a, and even if it's not clothing, but something else, there's always gonna be a a company that is for those affordable yeah. options. But then those companies are going to have to stick to that affordable price, so their products or their service is gonna either offer less. Or be less of quality because if they were if they were to get a really good quality, they would have to spend more money. Yeah. So even with AVO, when I wanted to think about our pricing points, I knew I wasn't gonna be able to buy like some, I don't know, like some, uh, you know, Michael's yeah. Michael's uh, crafts, you know, like fabric. Like no, I was ha- I was gonna have to buy a premium quality fabric, and I was gonna spend money on it. Yeah. And. That's why, like, that's something you keep in mind the entire way, like the packaging, the way your photo shoots are, the way you're marketing, the way you're branding it. Because you think about the customer that's going to spend $80 on a legging and you're like, okay, there's a specific customer that buys this. Yeah. You know? And so what are these customers going to, they're going to expect what? They're going to expect a really good legging and they're going to expect a really nice, clean brand. Yeah. Yeah. So even when we do our photo shoots, like I always think like little makeup, like we want supernatural. We want to be very inclusive. We want everyone to be part of it. Um, And it's something that I'm learning more and more with time, like being more inclusive and hiring different people. But with everything is in mind, the colors, like we thought about our AVO colors. I wanted it to be very classy and like high end. Like I want us to be able to, take something from AVO and like wear it out yeah. you know like you can literally wear it out to dinner if you want to so when i come up with everything it has to have that look and that feel and i feel like if you go on our page like you understand it like there's an aesthetic yeah and everything is going to have that aesthetic you know even on our website so that branding of your of whatever company or brand you're creating has to keep in mind how much the customer is paying so how much how much more does the experience have to offer and what is the content that you're building that attracts that customer specifically yeah yeah like lulu like a customer that buys lululemon is what most mostly um it's like older women yeah even though there's young women that buy lululemon but it's mostly older women that are buying it and people who can people afford that it, have yeah. money yeah. yeah yeah it's like a high-end activewear you know so when they go into a lululemon they're gonna expect a really nice store yeah with nice otherwise quality. they're gonna be like what is this you know what i mean <laughs> what am I? yeah okay so with everything i've been i've said i know that we've kind of like gone from one topic to another um you guys are are going are you guys are 100 welcome to sending us dm on lemons to lemonade so that we can answer your questions. We can answer them in the next episode. Um, any type of business topic or business related 
question that you guys have that we can answer. Yeah. And we can make an episode out of. Like, I'm totally open to doing that. Yeah. But I also wanted to talk about kind of just like Marina's experience, because as I was explaining to her before we even filmed the podcast, is that there are going to be people that listen to our podcast that are in my position that maybe have started their business and they're kind of like learning how to manage it. Um, Because that's really where I'm at. I'm not an expert. I'm learning to manage my business. Um, But then there's also a lot of people that have a great idea that haven't started it. And I think Marina has a really great idea. And I literally bug her every day. I'm like, when are you going to start it? When are you going to do this? When are you going to do that? You know? And so I wanted to kind of talk about like certain reasons why people don't start it. And see if you relate to any of them. Or if you think. Okay. So I think specifically i think the biggest thing that holds people back from starting something is fear 100 percent. and that fear is are people gonna like this are people going to buy my products am i going to like not make money out of this and just spend all my money um am i good enough like all those different questions are like just fear rooted things that you know we all have and we're like we're just scared because we're like, what if no one buys this? What if, who's going to buy this thing for me? Yeah. And I always believe someone out there is going to buy this. Yeah. Because I love it. And so they're going to love it. So do you think like for you, it's been like fear related? I think in the in the beginning, yes. When I first had an idea of I want to start a business, I want to do this, I want to do that. It was like, but I don't have people who are going to want to buy it. I don't have the followers. I don't have the experience. I don't have this. I don't have that. I have the idea and that's about it. Um, and I think for me, it has stopped me for a while from doing the things I've wanted to do was fear. Uh, for example, it's so silly. But when I was in high school back, I think that was like 2014, 2015, when everyone was barely like making YouTube videos and stuff like that. I made a YouTube channel and um i would me and my friends went to concerts i vlogged it i i had they're all on private now i had probably about 20 videos and like i don't know like 300 subscribers and i first of all i was discouraged from making the videos because i didn't see growth second it was so like weird back then and it still kind of is to some people people like in high school were like bro you're the one with the youtube channel like who are you and when i went to college my roommates at the time were like, bro, you have a YouTube channel. You're such a dork. Mm. So it's, it's that it's the fear. It's the judgment. And so you're knows? afraid of what people will say. And, and yeah. And I think for a while it stopped me until I feel like recently, maybe the past year, I've come to the realization that I can't live my life in fear. I can't live my life in what people think about me because at the end of the day, these people aren't paying, paying my bills. These people aren't, doing anything to me other than prohibiting me from living the life I want to live. And when we came up with the idea of the podcast, I mean, I could have thought like, who's going to think of the, who's going to listen? No one's going to support me in that and this. But in reality, you know, even though we don't have like million listeners and a million followers, our little family, mm-hmm. I'm happy with it, regardless of what people are Aww, saying about us. A little lemon to lemon show. Yeah, things. like I'm, I get so happy when everyone, when we get DMs or, you know, it literally feels like a little family. So, yes, I would say for me, for a while, it was the fear of judgment and the fear of failure, which I think a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. I feel that sometimes. Yeah. But I think I think that's a really 
I think everyone has fear. And for that specific reason is the reason why we shouldn't have it. Exactly. Because it's like, what are we afraid of? What you're afraid of of someone else saying, they're afraid of someone else saying it. Yeah. And even when I started on Instagram, so many people made fun of me. So many people. They were like, oh, she's that Instagram model. Oh, yeah, she's this or whatever. That used to be like the joke yeah. of the day. Yeah. The Instagram model that took photos with the photographer in a random setting. I don't know. Like, it was just like the thing people made fun of. And, you know. And now people aspire. Now I'm not there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. now they're like, damn, like, how do I get there? You know? So it's like when things are not done and like people aren't able to see the success then it's a joke and yeah. it's like oh yeah she's trying to do this but it's when people start seeing you in that position that's when they're like oh that's cool so i think either way like people always have an opinion and you always have to understand that what people say is always about them it's never about you yeah and that i think a lot of people will ask me you know how do you deal with the negativity on your instagram because i get tons of negativity and i really i know deep down people must think like oh my god i know that comment hurt her or i or like oh my god they're ripping her an asshole in this pose like there was a post recently about a kylie jenner video that i did and there was like thousands of comments of yeah. people like saying all this negative stuff about me. And I know that there was people that know me that were looking at it and they were probably like, oh, my God, like she probably feels so bad because they're saying all these things. Do you think I give a fuck? No, I genuinely do not care. Like hey, the views of you, boo boo. I don't care if it's a Literally. hate watch or you're a fan. I'm Honestly, I genuinely do not care about those opinions like. I don't want to read someone saying that I sound like a man, but do you think I actually believe it? Do I believe that? No, I don't no. believe that. I believe I have a deep voice, but I don't have a problem with my voice. Yeah. So if I don't have a problem with it, why would I let anyone else's opinion bother me? So I think a lot of the biggest thing is like, what do you think about yourself right now? Like, do you love yourself? Do you think you're capable of building yeah. this business? Yeah, I think, you know, I think it's, for a while it and it sounds so cheesy i'd say the insecurities the no it's the, a very real and and that that's what it was and sometimes it takes time for you to accept that and sometimes it takes time to take charge of your own life and let, mm -hmm. let you know your parents or your friends or the haters and i hate saying the haters you know if you ain't got but, no haters you ain't popping <laughs> exactly and and that is the thing like for a while it was like what i want to make my parents proud so what is it that i want to do for them it was never like i want to mm. do something for me to be successful and me being mm. successful will make them proud so Ooh. it was the wrong the wrong thought process Ooh, you just brought up another great point. Yeah, so it was this thought process that was in my head. And I would say the biggest thing for me that probably changed the way I think. And first of all, is just like sitting down myself and being honest and saying, what is it that I, Marina Labib, wants out of life? Yeah. And number two is being with friends who support you. Like, mm. that is so big. Like... I had so many friends, Gabby, that did not support me, that did not really, like, 
anything I would do, like, oh, it's cool. It's, yeah. Really, you're going to do that? Exactly. And it's just like surrounding yourself with people who support you, who support your vision, who yeah. are not, you know, putting you down. And that is huge because yeah. at the end of the day, we're all human. And if you hear and if you're just starting out and you hear one person, especially the closest person to you tells you, you know what? You're wasting your time. You yeah. know what? No one's going to buy from you. You know what? You suck. Guess what? You're going to believe every single word is being said to you. Mm-hmm. But when you surround yourself with friends who are like, hey, you have this idea. Why didn't you start? Hey, you have this idea. Let's work on it. Hey, I think you should do this. That will help you. Then that that becomes... It motivates you. Yeah, and that is... And honestly, like, ever since we became closer and ever since we hung out with each other more and and you know i'm more involved in your life and you're you're more involved in my life mm-hmm. i would say my the support i'm getting is more motivating is more letting me do the things that i want to do believing in myself more rather than just me being by myself and having my own vision with no support because at the end of the day we thrive off support yeah i want to make a, a point with everything you said because I just read a book, which I'm going to recommend Ooh. for everyone. It's actually, I, I did it like an audiobook, and it's a quick hour book, you know, so it's really easy. I literally was getting my eyebrows done, and I heard it all. Um, and it was funny because the girl that was doing my eyebrows was like, oh, I came here to do your eyebrows and learn. So it's called, oh. the, the, it's called The Four Agreements, and a friend of mine just recently uh, recommended this, and I thought it was such a great audio or book to listen to because it was almost like common sense but at the same time it's something that we need to be reminded of so it just basically explains of how when we're young we're we're little kids we're basically taught certain laws of life Mm -hmm. or certain things in life that as humans we need to know and we need to act like so for example um ways that we have to behave what is right and what is wrong what is good and what's bad what's pretty and what's not pretty all those things we're taught since we're little kids and when we're kids we're we're, we believe everything with our whole hearts like if an adult tells me something i believe it right and a lot of times because our parents have also been taught these things Mm -hmm. they will teach us things that aren't necessarily things we really believe in yeah but because there are things that are laid as laws to us when we're kids so as we're getting older we start realizing things that are true and things that are not true and if you're more self-aware then you're more aware of things that you were taught that weren't good but from when we're little we're always doing things for attention because we're always told you're a good boy or you're a bad boy right or you're a good girl you're a bad girl so if you do something good you get your mom tells you like oh my god you're such a good girl whatever if you do something bad you're a bad girl you're punished whatever yeah so from your when you're little you start understanding that there's good and there's bad and if i do this i get attention for it and if i do this then i get you know punished for it so i'm not gonna do it anymore so as you're getting older we start we always like we're basically engraved with this wanting attention since we're little Because it's what we're told. And it's the same way we do with our dogs, right? Mm -hmm. We give them a lot of attention when they do something good. And we don't when they they do something bad. So as we get older, we continue to want this attention. And so it's something that's detrimental because 
we always want this attention and we want this praise, whether it's like, I want to be successful because I want the praise and the attention and I want people mm-hmm. to know like, oh my God, that girl makes so much money or she's so successful or many things, right? Yeah. From your partner, from your mom, from your sister, your friends. So a big thing about about this book is your words and there's basically four agreements and I'm only going to talk about the first agreement because I think it has to do with everything that we're yeah. saying. But the first agreement is be impeccable with your word. And what that means is like every every time that we speak, there's power in it. Mm. And the most important and the most powerful, um, the most powerful thing a human has is their words, like what they say. Right. Or I would say the words are almost their thoughts as well. But when we say things to people, we almost like cast a spell on them. Yeah. So even though we we don't understand like we're not like witches and we're like i'm gonna cast a spell on marina yeah you know at the end of the day like there's energy in the words that i'm saying you don't know the effect that it can have on somebody yeah. yeah so whatever i'm saying is going to travel to you as energy and then it's going to you're gonna receive it and you're going to either have a positive um you know like have a positive emotion to it or a negative right yeah so if I'm your friend or any any person and I say something negative to you, let's say that you did something new with your hair and I see you and I'm like, ah, oh, Marina, hair. I don't really like that hair. Like, yeah. oh, the hair doesn't really suit you. You may have loved it when you first did it. But now because I put this like energy. Yeah, because now I've given my opinion to you and I've told you what I think about your hair. Yeah. Then you're going to start doubting it. And just like a kid, you're going to start being like, damn, I don't my hair actually look bad. And then you you might get a little insecure about it, even though you loved the way your hair looked. Yeah. And, you know, everything that I said about your hair has nothing to do with you. It has something to do with me. I didn't like it for some reason. Maybe it made you look cute and it took attention from me. And maybe I'm not even aware of why that made me jealous or something. But now I'm going to say it to you. I don't like it. Yeah. And then now you're like, damn, is it ugly? Should I change it? Maybe you won't do it again. So same thing when it comes with like your friends and what you were just saying. There's power and there's a spell that we give on to people. And usually if you feel negatively about yourself, then you're probably feeling negative about other people. And so you're saying negative things and you have all these negative opinions about people. Yeah. But if you're happy, you rarely have anything bad to say, do you? No, no. If you're happy with yourself, you love yourself, you're like, I'm confident, I love myself, I love what I'm doing, then you are probably the kind of person that has positive thoughts and positive feelings about other people. Exactly. So if there are people that are negative around you that are spewing their negativity onto you, it's because of them. It's because they don't love themselves. It's because they don't like something about themselves. And it's because when we were younger, we were taught to judge good or bad and so most of the time we are already judging ourselves like you were saying not only is your friend judging you but you already were judging yourself otherwise you wouldn't believe what your friend said yeah yeah and same thing with me like i judge myself if i'm not working hard enough but really what is there to work super hard for yeah you know what i mean like it's it's all these lies that we're told since we were younger that we have to accomplish this by this age. And by this age, you got to be married. And if by 30, you don't have kids, then something's wrong with you. And like all these things that 
maybe aren't said but just society knows yeah we grow up learning them and knowing them as good or bad and so we judge ourselves if we don't accomplish things at a certain age or if we don't have things at a certain age or if or for anything you could just judge yourself for not being pretty enough or for not knowing enough or being smart enough yeah so all of those things that you were saying, it's really important to have that circle around you that is supportive and that loves themselves. Because if you don't have friends that love themselves and they're not going to love you, they will tear you down. Right. Simple as that. And it's sad because these people you can call friends, you can call best friends, you can call sisters. But if they do not love themselves, they will tear you down. But you know, what's the great, happens. you know, what's the great thing about building a business and just, starting a brand or doing something for yourself because yeah. i think it's amazing for anyone out there who has an idea and wants to start something i love seeing it because i'm like yes like i just feel like there's a, a different sort of fulfillment that comes from creating something of your own um and something that you're passionate about it like brings a lot of happiness to the individual and i think that when you do start working on something or start releasing something a lot of the times you're going to learn who your real friends are. Yeah. It's going to be, you know, you're not even going to, they're not even going to have to say anything. It's just going to be revealed to you so easily. You're going to see who are the ones that are really there supporting you. You're going to see who are the ones that are transactional, who are the ones that are trying to get, you know, like they're not going to do something unless they're getting something in return. Like all of that, you're going to start learning like, oh, okay. These are the people in my circle. Okay, yeah. now you you need to make some changes or you need to distance yourself or you need to, you know? Yeah. That's also part of the business. Yeah. Is learning that, like, not everyone there is out there to support you. Exactly. And you have to be your biggest own believer and your biggest, like, you have to be super confident in yourself. Yeah, and I would say also another big thing is it's the quality, not the quantity. It's not about I have... 10 friends 15 friends who are my friends but in reality they don't really want, they only they like won't one reshare, that, yeah they won't yeah. reshare your picture unless you give them a free sweater yeah they won't reshare your uh your business idea unless you you give them something in return like you know like you said instead you want that quantity like that person who believes in you that person who no matter what will stand by your side just because they believe in you regardless of whether you give them a free sweater or a freaking free socks yeah it's, it's just that's what it is quantity on top of no quality <laughs> quality Over rather quantity. quantity yeah yeah and you need these you need supportive people around you especially like family or anything like that you need them because when you're a small business, you need all the support you can get. Yeah. Anything you can get, whether it doesn't have to be money, but really, like you said, like sharing it on your stories or anything, telling someone about it, like yeah. anything really helps. So um, I absolutely encourage anyone that's out there trying to start a business. Like I know we said so many things and some of them are like, wow, that's a lot of work or that's a lot. But we're only saying a lot because. If you're doing it right, you're going to be doing a lot. Yeah. But if you're doing it right, then you're going to you're going to reap the rewards and, you're and gonna it's going to be the good. Process. And yeah. You're going to enjoy the process. When you do something you love, it doesn't feel like work. And, and that's just. And it feels really, really good 
being your own boss. Yeah. Like, would you rather put that work in for someone else's company? No. Working for them and they're reaping the rewards and you barely making above minimum wage? Or would you rather put in the work, put in the hours, put in the late nights, working for yourself, growing yeah. your own company? It's just, it's simple. It's yeah. simple. So definitely, like, research, research, research. Yeah. Create a plan. If you don't know how to do something, you know, reach out to people. I know that we said, like, sharing resources is one thing, but you also have to understand how to reach out to people, like, not ask them for free information. Yeah. To be like, hey, like, you know, how can I help? Like, see if there's a way that you can also provide value to them. Yeah. Um, and or just hire someone to teach. I mean, there's literally all the answers you need. Like, every entrepreneur, you know, didn't know their shit when they started. I think a way of reaching out to somebody, like you said, like the way you word your question rather than, hey, can you give me your resource of where you got your fabric rather than, hey, uh, do you have any tips on how I could find manufacturing for fabrics? Now, yes. with asking that way, you can be like, oh, yeah, you know, go on Google, type in this and you'll be able to. And you know what? That's yeah. probably the steps of how you found your resource. And now you gave them the steps and you can find way more rather than me giving you my d direct contact mm -hmm. and maybe you won't like the way you guys negotiate maybe you don't like their customer service but instead now with the way you ask you have way more resources so mm -hmm. your questions the way you word them um and at the end of the day if someone worked hard for something they're not just going to give it up like that easily it's just yeah. plain and simple you just gotta know what you want and sometimes it takes like that trial and error you know yeah yeah. Which is why there's got to be like a developmental process before you put something out. Like, don't put something out unless you love it. Yeah. Like, that's really it. Yeah. Don't put something out unless you love it. Which unless it's content, because I know some people can be perfectionist about content. Yeah. And content is key. Like, you cannot spend two hours debating whether this video is good or not. Like, in those two hours, you could Somebody, have already had 100 likes. Yeah, something else came out. Yeah. Well, we can keep talking about this. Let us know if you want a part two because, I mean, we're already past the hour mark and we can just keep talking. I just think that there's so much to talk yeah. about. So that's why it's, that's why I think like just send us questions. We can create a whole part two of this yeah. video and answer those direct questions from you guys. Like what are some things, maybe you have a business and you're struggling with something or maybe you're in that stage of trying to build something. And if you do have a business, uh, DM us on the Lemon Lemonade Show. We would love to reshare your guys' business pages. Yes, uh, I, I would think love it would be too. really cool if we can. With, like I said, our little family, we share with each other, support each other. At the end of the day, we're here to support you and we believe in you. No matter if nobody else is on your side, we're on your side. Um, and with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you guys for tuning in every week. Don't forget to follow us on our Instagram at Lemon Lemonade Show. And our personal Instagrams at Gabriella Bandy and at 20 Marina. And I also encourage you, if you really like this podcast, to share it to someone, a friend, family member that is trying to start a business or is struggling with their business. Um, and that maybe just need a little extra motivation so that they can benefit from this podcast too. And remember, when, when life gives you lemons, you, you make lemonade. lemonade. Peace. See you next week. Yeah.